So Kat, how many Android emails do you have in your inbox right now? Well, okay, so I actually manage my work and personal email in the same way. I likely have only a few unread emails in each at this exact moment, and probably only about 10 read emails that I need to reply to or take some action on, and I'm very meticulous about it. It can't go over one screen on a desktop, so no scrolling to see the emails. I'm a pretty ruthless deleter, too, uh, probably much to the chagrin of a lot of PR people. How about you? Are you one of those people with thousands of unread emails in your inbox? Oh, that makes me so crazy. Well, yes and no. Ah. So my work inbox is in pretty good shape. I mean, by the time we finish this podcast, you know, I will probably have 30 more unsolicited pitches or God knows what else did I have to deal with when we get back to the office. Now, my personal inbox will forever be a mess. And that's something I've just come to accept. I've given up attempting to impose any sort of organizational structure. I don't know if you really want to know how What's much the unread inbox like. Is it over a thousand? It's way over a thousand. Oh it's like God. eight thousand unread messages. Oof, that like gives them, me anxiety. Most of them are like spam and you know newsletters. I probably should unsubscribe to. But usually, I always end up getting the really important ones. You can find important emails in within eight thousand. Somehow Google is very creepy and knows how to star them. Oh yeah, <laughs> Google's doing the work for you. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Fast Company's Secrets of the Most Productive People, a podcast where we try to figure out how to work smarter instead of harder and dissect exactly how to get it all done. I'm Fast Company Senior Editor, Kate Davis. And I'm Fast Company's Editorial Assistant, Anissa Pribasari-Horden. This week, we're tackling a somewhat controversial aspect of a topic that our readers are obsessed with. Author and Fast Company contributor, Laura Vanderkam, once called email the boon and bane of white-collar existence. This week, we're asking, is striving for Inbox Zero worth it? My relationship with Inbox Zero is a love-hate one, as you could maybe imagine. I love the feeling of checking things off and not seeing that little red number on the top right-hand corner of my Outlook icon. But I also really hate wasting time on unproductive activities. Even just spending 30 minutes scanning, not reading, by the way, my email and deciding what to delete and what to respond to feels like a waste of time. So I only inbox zero when I have 30 minutes to spare. Uh, I think that when I think about when I think about them, I just think, you know, there's an opportunity cost to me deleting these emails and it's going to make me unhappy. So what, you just let your emails pile up and, until you're not too busy to answer them? Well, not quite. I do answer important emails, usually during my 3 p.m. slump because, you know, that's when I start to get sleepy and it's quite hard for me to focus for long periods of time. So that's when I turn to email. Uh, But I do tend to leave everything that isn't pressing, which I'm sure you know, Kate, 95% of our messages tend to be, if I have a lot more important things to do that day. I'll do a quick scan of the subject line, and I'll masterly anything that I know isn't going to be relevant. And then I'll skim read the ones that might be relevant, and either respond or delete those two. I mean, that's a valid approach. I'm not the best at man. I'm not as good as that, actually. I'm not the best at managing my time in relation to checking emails, which I think a lot of people are. We've published articles actually in the past about how it's best to only check emails twice a day so you aren't constantly distracted. And I tried that once. We did a habit challenge Mm -hmm. where we took some of the advice that we published a lot and we we tested it out ourselves. And I said, okay, I'm going to only check my emails at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. or something. 
and I missed a really important email from a source for a story. I hate that. It's the worst. (laughs) And they emailed our editor-in-chief, and they said, well, I didn't get a response. It was, ugh, it was horrible. So now I do, I check my email kind of constantly throughout the day. (laughs) Um, But as I mentioned, I am pretty ruthless with deleting things that I know are junk. And then I'll take probably 30 minutes about twice a day Mm -hmm. to respond to emails and file them. So I certainly could be more structured about it because I know that it does end up eating up a lot of my time, that constant checking. I mean, the flip side to that is that you will have like 70 emails, right? Because that is usually what I end up with when I have my 3 p.m. check. Mm -hmm. So if that's something that gives you anxiety, then maybe your approach is okay because then you'd just be overwhelmed. But you're not alone in terms of feeling like email is a time suck. It's one of the biggest time suck for a lot of working professionals, hence Laura Vanderkamp's comment about it being yes, the, the boon and bane, bane of, of white-collar white existence. existence. So in 2017, Adobe actually conducted a survey of 1,000 white-collar workers who own a smartphone. On average, the survey participants spent around three hours checking their work Ugh. email. I mean, that's a huge chunk of the workday. Yeah, it's... It also speaks to why so many of us feel so distracted because I'm guessing those people weren't checking their email all at once. Like it wasn't three hours chunk of time. It was probably 15 minute interruptions to their work or their personal life while they're walking down the street, while they're having dinner, while they're talking to somebody, which means that your attention is always divided. You are never focused on the person you're speaking to or the thing that you're doing. Can you imagine spending three hours at a time a chunk just checking of three email. hours that sounds so boring mm-hmm. I'll probably fall asleep mm-hmm. but maybe we're so obsessed with the idea of getting to inbox zero because we hope that it would mean we can focus on what really matters and not feel the anxiety that comes with worrying that you might be missing something important like what you did with yeah. your source yeah I think our work culture has created this pressure to respond to everything right away I have received emails at 4.27 p.m. asking for a 4.30 p.m. call, oh my God. like that same day. And I actually got because I'm constantly checking my email, <laughs> I actually got it and made the call. But but the, the pressure that people just assume everyone's always checking and responding know, to everything, I, I can see how a lot of people would feel like that not empty inbox feels like a reminder of the things that they didn't do, even though most of those emails are things they just should probably ignore anyways. <sighs> Tell me about it. I mean, I'd say that only 10% of the emails I get on a daily basis are ones that are actually ones that I need to read or are of any productive value. It kind of reminds me of my favorite approach to email management that we've covered at Fast Company. The mass delete. The mass delete. There are two approaches to this that I will call extreme and medium. Extreme is when you take a vacation or even just a weekend and you come back to hundreds of emails and you just batch delete everything and start over. It sounds scary. I know. It sounds scary. But when you think about it, if something is really important, then the person will probably follow up if they don't get a response, especially if you had an out-of-office message on that told people That's to true. email when you return. Because I, I get those all of the time of like, oh, I saw that you were out of office last week, so I'm emailing you again. It's like, so you just gave me two emails. Yeah. I know. The approach that I take, though, is kind of a milder version of that. The evening before I return to work, so I do it on Sunday nights, and I do it when I'm going to come back from vacation, I'll take like an hour, a half hour if it's the weekend or an hour or more if it was a vacation, and I'll skim through, and I go delete, 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 delete to about 90% of what's there. And I can tell pretty quickly, you know, what might deserve a second look in the morning. And I won't, like, get sucked in and start responding to those, but I'll just leave them. So when I come back in on Monday morning, I'm not like, oh, my God, I have 
500 emails, it's like, oh, I have 20 emails, and that I know that they are all need some sort of action. So it's yeah. like the mild version of the mass delete. I actually tried that last week, and I did find it really helpful because I, for some reason, I don't know why, but I get a lot of emails on the weekends. Like maybe people, because I don't always reply during the week, people tend to email me on the weekend and hope that it'll be on my inbox on Monday morning. But I feel like that, see, that relates to our a, a topic we're going to talk about in the future, which is like unplugging on vacations and weekends and not, you know, email. I, mean, I don't night respond, and but yeah. other people seem yeah. to think that, you know, I might respond. But that, that approach totally makes sense uh, because depending on how long you're out, some of those email won't apply anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, we get pictures all the time on time-sensitive stuff. Yeah, or this event on Tuesday night and exactly. Tuesday's done. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So at Fast Company, we've also spoken to several CEOs about how they've approached Inbox Zero. One CEO caps the amount of messages they send each day and someone else tries to get under 10. 10 oh, 10 unread messages by the end of the day uh-huh, or I'm uh-huh. only going to send 10 emails a day. Because when you send an email, you're just kind of inviting more email exactly. back at you. Yeah, Exactly. Another one thought that it takes too much time and brings unnecessary stress, which I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Hence my 8,000 personal email. <laughs> uh-huh. They're just like, whatever, yeah. I'm going to have 8,000. Yeah. yeah, and some try to get close to it, but they're not as strict on having unread message. So it seems like, you know, there's not really... People feel really passionate that if they've got it under control, um, their method is the right way. But it seems that there's not really any one method for everyone. Yeah, yeah. It still gives me anxiety to think about having thousands of unread emails in your inbox. But yeah, you're right. I think like most productivity advice, it comes down to what works best for the person. Exactly. So for those of us still trying to figure out what approach works best, we've decided to turn into an organizing and productivity expert, Janine Sana-Jones. She's a professional organizer, productivity coach, and president and founder of Organize Me. Hi. Hi. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. I want to know first, what does your inbox look like right now? Well, right now I would say that there's uh, maybe 700 <gasps> emails that I haven't looked at. Uh, but I know what they are. So what I do is I scan and try to label things and then archive them. But honestly, when I've had a very busy few months, it can get scary. Yeah. So then I'll I'll spend some time just doing some major, um, I would say, deleting and archiving. But I also have just talked to my assistant about having her go through and look at my email. That's so smart. Delegate it out because it is kind of, you know, as we've, we've been talking about, it is kind of like a mindless time suck and it's not always the best use of your use of your time. So yeah, maybe it's like, let me outsource this, have somebody else who's not like emotionally invested, right? <laughs> maybe just like delete, 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 delete. Is there a correlation between like being organized in your life and being organized in your inbox? I think that digital clutter is something that everyone is struggling with. Um, So I'm going to not answer your question exactly (laughs) the way that you phrased it, but um, I I really do feel that people are overwhelmed by digital clutter. And it's not just the digital piece. It's all the different ways that people can actually communicate with you. Mm. And having to find the time to manage all of that um, is something that is very difficult. In general, so what what do you mean when you say digital clutter? I think I think I know what you're getting at, but well, I think all of the different ways that people can get to you. So you know, a voicemail is also digital clutter. Yeah. I mean, there are sometimes I'll get a voicemail and I'll just save it and put it in 
Evernote. I just don't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's yeah. the texting and the emails. And I have a team of, you know, my team works with our clients. And I manage everything. So I, we just changed how we communicate with each other. So we don't, I ask them not to send me an email. They can send my assistant an email. Um, and they just CC me on a lot of stuff. So I know that it's happening in yeah. the background. But for me, it's not something I have to open and look at and really, yeah. you know, take time with. But then for, you know, dealing with that kind of communication, we switched over to Slack. Yeah. 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 And just like you control your email. I mean, I, I know so many people that, or so many clients and people over the years who would, every time they got an email, there would be a notification mm-hmm. or a bell or something. It's Pavlovian. Mm-hmm. And you need to get yourself in control of that stuff by either turning off the bell that, yep. you know, makes you salivate and yep. think, oh, what exciting oh, thing is in important. my email? Yes. <laughs> yes. I must check it right now. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the common problems that you see with regards specifically to email and maybe other digital messages? <laughs> it's funny. It Everybody is different. And I really, truly believe every brain is an interesting brain. And that's why I've been doing this work for so long and enjoy it so much. Um, but every brain is different. And some people have that dopamine hit some people make it seem it seems like they're very important if they have mm. you know all of these people reaching out to them and then some people are just totally flummoxed by what to do or how to manage or create a system for getting through it because it just is overwhelming it can feel like a tsunami for mm-hmm. those folks um, so I would say some of the common themes I think are I'll put it to you this way, and this is what I tell my clients. You have to build in processing time for every system of communication that you have in your life. Everything from the mail that comes in the mailbox to the mail that comes into your inbox on your desktop or on your phone or on your watch or on your iPad. (laughs) You know, there are all these different things coming at you and you need to process so what are the, some of the common mistakes that people make with email? Is it like feeling that you have to reply to everything? Is it like what what are people doing wrong all the time? Well, see, I don't think it's always it's not always our fault. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a, systemically we have a problem with people understanding how to use email. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that, you know, if you're you've got somebody who's basically standing on the proverbial soapbox and they just have a whole bunch of stuff to tell you, but it's not coalesced. And when I'm looking at the subject line, I have no idea where we're going with this. They're wasting my time. Really, email should just be a really quick, here. here's the subject. Mm-hmm. If you don't aren't involved, you can just go ahead and delete it. Mm-hmm. And so people then, are making the mistake first off of sending too many emails, including too many people, not writing clear subject lines. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's really super important for them to bullet point, like put it at the top of the fold or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever they yep. call it in a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just give me the headline and then tell me at the very beginning who, what, where, when, why. Yeah. And then we're done. And and I can scan it and delete it if it's not something that applies to me. But then I would go back and say to the person who sent that, you can take me off of this. Because okay. part of our responsibility as email 
receivers yeah. is to teach those who send us emails how to email us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think I think, yeah, I think communicating what you <laughs> yes. want. Yeah, yeah. It's so it is our responsibility to kind of define the boundaries of what we expect to receive in our inbox. So years ago, back when email was kind of new, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, you know, everything was so exciting about I know. it. It was so exciting to get an email. Yeah. It was that whole, uh, you've got mail. Like, <laughs> exactly. I would email in my spare time <laughs> to my friends because I thought it was so cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could have seen the email. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? The feeling and approach to email has so changed. Uh-huh. It used to be exciting and now it's like drudgery. What are other, like two or three other tips that like every working professional can benefit from with their email, whether or not they do inbox zero. Okay, so for managing email that comes into your box, I think you need to have time in your day. I mean, this it goes beyond email. It's mm. really about that processing time. You must build in time for yourself to just review really quickly, just in case there is something important. So you're saying that you should build in like email checking time, like a block of time Mm -hmm. and devote your full attention to it because we normally just kind of like scroll and whatever and aren't fully reading. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it too not checking it constantly throughout the day every time oh you get god, that ping? Oh my god, don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that, if that's something, if you're in a business where you must be on top of it, that's fine. Just have a system where you actually star it or flag mm. it or... And or, I'm going to return to this later. I'm not going to get sucked in exactly. every... Exactly. Yeah. Boomerang stuff to yourself. So mm. if you don't have time now, have it show up, you know, four hours later oh, or tomorrow morning. Yeah, or, that's a good thing. Yeah, so those are things that you can really do so that you can put it in that block of time. Like self-care. Yeah. So I'm curious, you've kind of alluded to the fact that maybe inbox zero isn't necessarily effective for everyone. How do you know if you are someone who should be striving for inbox zero or if you're someone who should be striving for other organizational methods that might work for you? Well, there are some people that where inbox zero really works for them. But I think when you're somebody who really needs to have a clear slate in order to feel in control, because, you know, control is an illusion, really. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, you know, we don't really have that much control over our lives. So the things that we can have control over, Mm -hmm. if it gives us that sense of autonomy and power, go for it. Inbox zero for me or close to inbox zero means that I know that I don't have all of these other like things hanging out there. I know I've addressed them, which can be, it sounds like achieved with other methods of flagging or boomeranging or whatever. But I think, yeah, for some people like me, like knowing that it's cleanish, like helps me feel like I don't have those things hanging over my head. Absolutely. So it's, it's knowing yourself. It sounds like in what, absolutely. And if you function well with 8,000 unread emails, (laughs) and I, and I, you know, I am Anissa's manager and she does a, she's really great at her job. So she's fine with (laughs) Get <laughs> her personal email. <laughs> my personal email. I was gonna say, I think I my way of kind of control illusion is accepting that I can't do everything, and so I feel like my personal email is a reflection of that. Is that I know that I have all these distractions and shiny objects coming to me, and sometimes some of them are just not worth my time and attention. So that's kind of how I feel like I justify having yeah, eight thousand. Yeah. 
apart from processing time, because you stress that that's the one of the most important thing, are there any other tips that you would give to every working professional if they are overwhelmed with their inbox? I do think that the amount of communication is overwhelming. And now that there are the, all these different forms of communication in businesses like Slack and mm-hmm. all the different ways that they can communicate with each other, mm-hmm. it can be a little overwhelming. So I think if you just cut yourself a little bit of Slack, not Slack <laughs> the app, but some actual Slack for mm-hmm. yourself, make sure that you are clear about who's important um, maybe you create a file for emails that are from the very important people that go into their own, you know, this is important. Yeah, you oh, like the a, VIP a, list. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the A list of emailers. It's like you can create a rule, right? Like show these or don't show ones from these or people. From or from this. Yeah. And it goes into this folder yeah. or gets this label, yeah. depending on what form of email system you're using. Mm-hmm. And can you also create a rule where like certain from certain email addresses it goes straight to the recycle bin yeah but i i think you need to put eyes on what's Ugh. yeah i, I don't <laughs> See, i'm like just del- just don't even show me those well but i yeah, think you should case, unsubscribe yeah you know yep, yeah, and yeah. there are different ways to do that i think but i i kind of believe and this is i i don't know if every organizer feels this way but I kind of believe you have to make the decision. Decision making is key in all organizational systems. And that's usually what holds people up and that's why the clutter collects. You just don't want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel I feel like we're both validated in our approaches now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You've just really really helpful. I've learned a couple of good tips. Yes, definitely. And even though I have been validated I am thinking that maybe at some time when I have some free time, I will unsubscribe. Yeah. So maybe I'll get my 8,000 emails down to 1,000 <laughs> and then to 500 to 100. 1,000 is a great goal. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought those were really great tips. And I liked some of the things about like the boomeranging, like tricking, you know, to send back and definitely, definitely managing the people who are emailing you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that we could probably both be better at. Mm -hmm. And just the whole thing about understanding it and seeing it as a processing time. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how we both done it anyway mm-hmm. but in our own being, ways yeah just yeah. being more attuned to it would make us more efficient at it it's like everything you just have to communicate what you want I know, yeah right? it's yeah. like the world's biggest problems <laughs> is always like, down to communication mm-hmm. and that's it for this week's episode of secrets of the most productive people so hopefully after that you can eliminate some of the stress and anxiety that your inbox is giving you right now And if you have any tips or neat little email tricks for how you manage your email, we'd love to hear them using the hashtag FCMostProductive. And we'll be back in two weeks where we'll answer the question, can you really unplug on vacation? In the meantime, you can follow Fast Company on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn for more productivity advice or subscribe to our weekly Work Smart Productivity newsletter. And you can also check out our other podcast, Creative Conversation. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Shannon Burner. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.